Welcome back to Modern Day Disciples, aka MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. It's good to be back. It's always good to be back, my dude. My name is Kevin Bernaga. I'm the youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in San Jose, California. And my name is Ana Fuentes. I'm your other co-host from St. Anthony Parish in San Jose, California. So what's what's up, dude? What's what's new? Yeah, dude, it's been a good week. Um, it's been a good week so far. We uh, we had our trunk or treat on Sunday. At St. Anthony's. Yeah, so trunk or treat is basically a safe way to go trick or treating. Um, you have the little ones, they go trick or treating at each trunk. Oh. Since there was a power outage, um, there was zero lights in the parking lot. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so it Did was the kids like that? Com- no, it was so cool because, so our leaders, our teen uh, leadership team, um, we do a haunted house. Ooh, okay. And so because it was complete darkness, we did like a kind of like a haunted pathway. And there was this one moment. So this little girl comes up and I'm a vampire. It was Nightmare Before Christmas theme. I was one of the vampire brothers. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the entrance. And so I kind of guide them to like where they're going to walk. Okay. And so I was like, it's this way. <laughs> and then I'm like, and she was like, oh, I, I don't know if I want to do it. And I was like, the exit is this way. <laughs> And then she's like, no, 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 I, I really don't want to do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, you can go this way. And I, like, I broke character completely. And I was like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, come come back this way. And then like five minutes later, her mom, because like, where is my daughter? And I was like, oh my gosh. And like, okay, don't get me wrong. It's like a, it's like a 50 foot separation between the entrance and the exit. Like, mm-hmm. honey, you, you didn't lose your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, I, for for a split second, I was like, oh my gosh, like we lost a child and the child is scared, but it's okay. She found her mom. Um, okay, good. But other than that, it was really great. At the ending, we had one of our teens um, was Oogie Boogie oh, from okay. Nightmare Before but, Christmas. Yeah, big green guy. Yeah. And he would jump out and chase them outside <laughs> of the maze. <laughs> who, who played... Oogie Boogie. Uh, Vinny Contini. Shout out to Vinny Contini. <laughs> he just like, just ran towards... Yeah, and he ran like Oogie Boogie, like hands flailing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was a time. It was a time and a half. That's awesome. Like, yeah, dude. But like, how how was your week? How how's your week been? Well, actually, it was the weekend that was the most eventful for me. Yeah, what's up? What happened? Well, my sister actually came home. So my sister, I think this is my first time talking about my sister on the dude, podcast. Dude, shout out to Kev's sister. Her name's Claudia. What Hi, up, Claudia. Claudia? She actually listens. She Yo. told me, she told me that she actually like follows every podcast. So and she says that you sound really really chill, really cool. Dude, we've never met. I'd love to meet her. Let's go to let's go to SoCal. Yo, hi Claudia, <laughs> dude. Actually though, let's go. Like, legit, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm sure I would love to introduce you to. She she actually just moved to LA. She goes to UCLA now. Um, she used to go to De Anza, and then she transferred over, and we moved. Do you her miss in. her? I do. Aww. We miss. We moved her in. I think in August, and so it's it's been the first time in my I think twenty twenty three years of life Aww. that. I've been living without her in the same house, minus, you know, college and stuff like that when I went to San Francisco. But it was bittersweet. We were really proud of her and we were happy that she got to um, move out and to, you know, experience life on her own. But at the same time, it's hard not to have that person right next door on the other side of my yeah. wall because we share a wall. Siblings are your best friends. Exactly. So she 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 came up on Saturday. She wanted to, I think she was having a hangout with her friends and um, it was it was awesome because I didn't expect to see her um, because we were debating whether or not she's going to get a plane ticket or not. Um, and then suddenly I got a group chat in our family group chat that said, oh, I'm getting on the plane. See you soon. Oh, I'm wow. Like, oh, I guess I am seeing you today, which is awesome because when we went to Chicago, 
We visited the Art Institute of Chicago, and she's a huge art fan. She loves art. Like, to me, I was just walking around, just nodding, looking at everything. Oh, she could spend hours in an mm. art museum. And so it was crazy because I showed her, a pa- I think, one painting, and she's like, oh, my gosh, where are you? And so I FaceTimed her in the museum, which I don't know if it's allowed. <laughs> um, but I was FaceTiming her, and she was like, can you find this photo, this uh, photo this painting for me and so I found it and she's like I studied this painting I've written about this painting like it's amazing that you're seeing it there and so I actually bought a copy of it for her and I brought it back and I'm like how do I give this to her do I mail it to her or anything like that but she came up on Saturday and so I I surprised her with it in in her room and she was just so she was so happy to see it she actually just sent me a photo of it on her desk at UCLA Um, so yeah I love my sister and I, I was very happy to see her this past weekend Dude, that's awesome. I can't wait to meet her someday. Definitely. And she's she's excited to meet you too. All right. Well, do you want to pray for us? Yeah, let's do it. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for this week, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings you've bestowed on us up until this point in our life. We ask you, Lord, to continue to walk with us, continue to guide us, bless this ministry of Modern Day Disciples, as well as all the listeners. Help California as a whole. Bless all those affected by the wildfires here in Northern California and in Southern California. All the people that lost their homes, all the people being evacuated, and those without power, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to also bless those who are affected by the air quality caused by the fires, those who have to work outside, those who have to work in the fields, keep them safe. We also ask you, Lord, to bless our guest this evening, that he may share freely and fully and surrender to whatever it is that you want him to share on this podcast, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for his gifts, his talents, his charisms. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Drop that beat, though. back with episode six and we back chance voice and we back yeah (laughs) (laughs) um we back dude and it is a special sunday because it is the first sunday of the month do you know what that means what does that mean that means it's praise and worship sunday yo sorry for yelling in your car guys i i'm sorry we just get really excited for praise dude it's praise and worship sunday we get to praise jesus yo okay every sunday okay i get it okay yes we praise jesus every sunday um we are back um, our guest, should we, should we just, should we just get into it? Should we just introduce him now? Yeah. I think I'm too excited. Just, I am way too excited too. So our guest this week is none, none other, other than the than one and, and only John Kelly. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Salutations, friends of God. Thank you for being with us, John. Absolutely guys. Thanks for having me. I'm like, I'm super excited. We're um, so stoked to have you, dude. I, I have to admit, I've. I've probably listened to all the podcasts at least three to five times. Like oh. since I haven't even listened. I don't, dude, you listen I'm, to it more than I have. I'm That's all about amazing. it, guys. I'm all about it. Thank so you for I'm the support, bro. Seriously, though, I'm I'm just so so humbled to be here, but also just so excited to to share with you guys and to share in in this project that you guys are doing. I think you mm-hmm. guys are doing a really wonderful thing and creating an avenue for for dialogue creating an avenue for for sharing and i think it's a, a really fantastic thing oh 
thank you, bro. Thanks, dude. Um, so John, um, what? Give us a little intro about yourself. Your official title, where you at, what you doing? Give us a four one one. Okay. So I'm John. I'm the music director at Holy Spirit Parish in Almaden, uh, just just a few minutes south of where we're recording now here at St. Francis of Assisi. I'm 26 years old. I've been I've been doing music for a long time, and I'll, I'll go into I'll go into that in detail in a little while. But just you know, the, the I guess the important thing about my story is that it's not over. It's mm. uh, it's continuing. It's continuing, and it's it's growing. And and I'm I'm excited to continue to walk with the Lord as we go and to, to share my story along the way. That's Dude, awesome. Amen. I'm excited to hear what your story is up until this point. Yeah. So do you want to, do you want to kick it off with a song or do you want to go into your story first? Sure. Yeah. I can kick it off with a song. So we just celebrated the solemnity of all saints and the solemnity of all souls. That's right. And so I'm going to, I'm going to start with the most recent song that I wrote and I'll, I'll explain why you guys want me to explain why now or after it's up to, to you. you. So a little background on the song first, I guess. So I wrote this song back in August, and I was at a retreat. I was at, I was at the middle school diocesan youth retreat. MSDYR. MSDYR. Hey. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> what a time, um, dude. Yes. Great retreat. What a time indeed. The spirit was absolutely present. Mm. But I, I guess, witnessed the movement of the spirit in a profound way uh, at that retreat through one of my, one of my Timothys. And what, what do I mean by Timothy? Well, Timothy and Paul were the best of friends, but um, their relationship was such that Timothy became one of Paul's really kind of students, and Paul became kind of the mentor. And so these deep friendships form, and, and I've found myself with, with several Pauls in my life so far, and I'll, I'll go a little bit more into that a little later. Mm-hmm. But this story in particular has to do with one of my Timothys. Uh, shout out to Therese Nguyen. Yes, She's awesome. Therese. Therese. Yes. Hi, Therese. We miss you, dude. Totally. But just being able to to witness, she gave a talk at the retreat and, and shared some of her story at the retreat, and, and just the movement of the Spirit was so profound, I guess, pronounced, present, for sure. And it was just really cool to be able to see um, someone that I had mentored really sort of step into her own. I learned right after hearing her talk uh, that she was moving away. And so I think at that moment I was, I was hit with kind of a profound, like not quite loss. Cause I mean, I still stay in touch, but just kind of a, a profound sadness. And, and I took this to the Lord and, and it, it made me realize that it wasn't just a sadness of, of loss of my friend, but, um, but really kind of, I hadn't had a chance to mourn a few uh, deaths of Paul's in my life up to that point. The year before, I had lost a family friend, a really close family friend. His name is Rich Garcia. He's a, a bishop. He was a bishop in, in Monterey. That's right. And he was just the epitome of, of Christ's love, just complete and utter selfless love. Mm-hmm. It was just incredible to just share moments with him. And a few months later, one of my favorite teachers, my second grade teacher, Donna Walton, passed away. Um, and so, you know, I, and I hadn't, I guess there was a lot of stuff going on in my life at the time and I hadn't really Fully had a processed. whole lot of time to process. Mm. So I think all that sort of hit me all at the same time, mm. um, in that, in that moment at the retreat. And so in, in sort of taking this to prayer and, and, and putting and and just giving this to the Lord, 
I mean, uniting it to his suffering on the cross. Yeah. I could just, I could hear him speaking to me, you know, they may be gone, but I'm always with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I took that to the Bible and found a couple of, of verses in the Bible that have really helped me sort of fo- focus on that. And so I, I, the song is based on, on two different scripture passages. The very last line in the Gospel of Matthew says, And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. One more time for the people in the back. So that's Matthew twenty eight twenty, And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. Mm-hmm. So I went digging around a little bit more and, and found this passage from Romans. This is Romans uh, chapter 8. And this is, is, for I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Wow. Dude. That's incredible. powerful. Incredible. That's beautiful. And it brought, it brought tremendous healing to my heart. And I still kind of use use those passages and use this song as as an opportunity for healing for myself as a personal prayer to God. So it's still a little fresh. Oh, <laughs> it's still oh. a little fresh. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability with us. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's part of our story, right? It is. So this song is called Always, and it goes like this. Turn my gaze to 
lost in that dude like when you were first like when you first started off i know that sometimes it's hard to feel like god is close to you Mm. and that's what spoke to me and i've been feeling that way lately is that like you can work in ministry you can do all this ministry and still feel distant from god yeah and that was such a reminder of how close he is to us despite despite the distance we may feel and it's so it's so funny that even in times of desolation when you feel furthest from god Mm mm-hmm God still uses you. God still uses you in your brokenness and in your imperfection and just uses you for his glory as an instrument. It's so incredible. Using it's like a a, a broken water vessel, right? It's like you're you you get filled up and I'm I'm actually borrowing this from from Father Brendan at Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Father Brendan. Shout out Father Brendan. Um, <laughs> yes. But um he he in a homily once he used I think at DYR, he used used um, this depiction of a broken water vessel where you're filled up with this water, right? Maybe living water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you empty yourself, right? But because of your brokenness, because of your imperfection, because of the cracks that makes you this broken vessel, water leaks out, right, as well. So... Not only do you empty yourself out, but you have to constantly keep going back to the source yeah. to be filled up again. Mm. Yeah, Amen. so it's yeah, and I can I can talk a little bit more about that later. Yeah, we've got some stuff revolving that, but yeah, it's it's still it's still that song is still fresh in my heart, and and uh, 
you know, I, I actually haven't revisited it in a little while just because it, it still, it takes a lot out of me emotionally mm-hmm. to share it. No, when um, you, yeah, when you were, when you were singing it, I couldn't just help but think about our, our past retreat search. Mm. Um, and so when I was, sometimes I feel like God is so distant. God is so far away from me and that I have to trek my way, search my way to find him. Yes. Right? So I have to search for love. I have to search for truth. But in the end, what if it's the other way around? What if it's love searching for you? What if it's truth searching for you? No matter what you do, no matter how astray you go from the path that God is, God will always be there. That's just, it's beautiful. There's a section in in Psalm 23, um, which is the the Psalm that goes, the Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing I shall want. Mm -hmm. Later on toward the end of the Psalm, the words are surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Wow. And one of the translations of the Bible that the church uses for teaching, for studying is the the new American Bible revised edition. Mm-hmm. And in this specific translation, the, the, that phrase is translated to surely goodness and mercy will pursue me Ooh. all the days of my life. Wow. It, it, it leads to such a truth that, God's love, God's mercy is actively in pursuit of us, yeah. each and every one of us. Amen. Um, just such a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is. We're just so, so very human, and I think it's it's easy to feel distant from God and easy to just get bogged down by the heaviness of life. And how, how in need we are we're of so in need, always. God's pursuit of us. Like it's reassuring because like sometimes sometimes you feel too weak to to, to to pursue Christ. Sometimes you feel too weak to to I don't know seek Him out, and mm-hmm. it's like like the shepherd looking for the lost sheep, looking for the one. Sometimes it's really easy to surrender, to give up, to lose hope. It reminds me of a of a verse from the book of James, and this is my favorite favorite little piece from from the Bible. What does it say? And it's the very, it's the very first. I think it's ver- it's it's chapter one, two through five. I think, and, and it's consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, for the testing of your faith will produce perseverance. So let that perseverance be perfect, so that you may be perfect, lacking in nothing. Whoa! It's just like poetry, oh. poetry. Preach, preach. Amen. Amen. So I think we want to get into your story. Definitely. Absolutely. So how, how long have you been playing for? Was piano your first instrument or where did it all start? Oh gosh. Okay. So piano is not my first instrument. I was born into a musical family. My mom and my dad and my sisters, we all, we all do music together. That's the thing that we do. And shout out to my, my mom and my dad, Lisa and Will Kellett. Shout I out love to you the guys. Fam. Shout it's out to my affair. sisters, Frankie and Corey. I love you guys. I don't think they know how much they mean to me. Mm. I should let them know. But um, my parents met in a band. My my dad's a piano player. My mom's a vocalist. And actually, they got the band back together a couple of years ago. Shameless plug. If you guys want to look up <laughs> Undercover. Got the band back together. <laughs> Undercover 80s Music. That's the name Ooh. of our, our handle on Facebook, if anybody uses Facebook anymore. Undercover 80s Music. Undercover 80s Music. Ooh. We have an Instagram, too. Shout out, plug, plug, but plug. Yeah, plug, <laughs> plug, plug, yes. But they, you know, I, I grew up a cradle Catholic. My parents are both Catholic. And and I grew up, I was baptized at St. Catherine of Alexandria in Morgan Hill. Wow. 
Shout out to shout out to everyone. Shout out to all the churches. Um, shout out to all <laughs> churches. <laughs> I like that remix. Yeah. <laughs> he listens to the pod. I do. <laughs> I do. I'm a fan. Safe to say. But I, I grew up at at St. Catharines, and I don't remember a whole lot about toddlerdom. Toddlerdom in the okay. in the church. <laughs> I do. I remember a couple of moments with my dad in the in the church when I was a toddler. I mean, we were we were standing in the pews, and I don't know, remember what I was doing, but it obviously wasn't paying attention because I remember him putting his hand on my shoulder and whispering in my ear to like pay attention to what the priest is doing mm, right okay. so it must have been during the eucharistic prayer because why else would i be bored because i didn't know what was going on <laughs> <laughs> why but else I, would i be bored <laughs> <laughs> i remember this other time oh i can't remember i can't believe i'm going to tell this story right now but you gotta remember, share it oh, that gosh. means you gotta share it i know i know mom and dad i'm sorry um <laughs> sorry i remember this advance. one time I remember this one time when I was little. I must have been able to write already, so I must have been at least in kindergarten or first grade. Okay. But, oh, gosh. Okay, so I I brought this. I, I asked my parents if I could bring this notebook into church with me, but I'm sure they assumed it was, like, so I could take notes or whatever. Oh, yeah, he wants to take he notes to be on a good Catholic. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> on the way to church, they saw me writing, Church is Boring, Ooh. in the notebook. Dude. Oh man, it's safe to say I didn't get to bring the notebook in, but um, <laughs> no. But they they really did care about my my upbringing in the church, and I don't remember them. You know, I I don't remember how involved in our faith life we were at home. Um, I must have either been too young to remember, or where I was focused on on the music stuff. But you know, we I remember us going to church all the time. Yeah. And my my mom grew up at St. Catherine's too. There's there's a picture of her in the school in the school hall. When she was an elementary or middle schooler, it's pretty adorable. But yeah, so and and my my grandparents there were really involved in ministry. In in ministry, yeah. So what was that moment that you came? You went from that toddler that wrote "Church is Boring" to now you obviously work for the church. Yes. Yeah, dude, that um, is yes. a transformation. If it, I've ever it seen it, it is one. quite a transformation. Where do I start? Okay, so I I I remember being in children's choir. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going to CCD. I remember kind of be being dragged into children's choir, kicking and screaming. Mm. Um, especially once I got into middle school, I just did not want to sing. I think and the choir yeah. director, my my godmother, or she ended up my godmother because she sponsored me for confirmation. Uh, Joan Loxon, shout out to Ooh, Joan. Ooh, shout out Joan. She plays at St. Anthony's. Yes, she does. Yes, yeah, that's she awesome, does. dude. Yes, Joan always comes shout to my office and we just like hang out. That's so cool. <laughs> did you know that she was his godmother? Yeah, I don't can't remember when I found that out. It was. Within the past year, but I was like yeah. blown away by that. Yeah, I love Joni. Nina Beebley is what, is what we call her. Shout out to Nina Beebley, Quetzalcoatl. But yeah, I remember. I remember when I was really little, and and thinking about this before the podcast, I remember really early on, Joan had me sing a psalm. She had me like sing a verse, and there were like three of us. Mm-hmm. And I remember. I don't remember. I don't remember how the how it went. It was I mean, it was over twenty years ago, probably. But I remember sitting down with the piano next to my dad and him teaching it to me. So I know we were involved somewhat in the in the church. In two thousand two, my parents got invited to serve in music ministry at our five thirty youth oriented mass okay. with Joan, who was our she was our music director at the time. Like all the masses mm-hmm. 
Um, she did. She did the thing. And I remember that was the first mass I'd ever played drums at. Was in two thousand two, I think. I remember. I remember as a reward for playing mass, and I remember we played. I remember just this album had just come out. Matt Mars, the Alpha and the Omega, I think. Okay. Is that the one with just oh, like you OG, on it? Dude. Yes. Yeah. Respect. It had just it had just come out, <laughs> and we played just like you at mass, and I played it on the drum set. And I'm, I, how old was I? I was probably nine or ten, I think. Wow. Yo. Um, okay. Whoa. <laughs> um, but I, I remember I remember them giving me the CD after we'd after we had played it at mass, and finding a lot of joy in just playing drum set at mass, and and and. At that point, I I knew that I could sing well, mm-hmm. and I I kind of acknowledged that gift, mm-hmm. and I think this is where where this kind of issue in my heart in my mind kind of started started itself, and I'll talk a lot about I think my my quest for humility, my journey toward humility, uh, has been a huge part of my faith life, a huge part of my faith life, especially in acknowledging the gift, the charism of music that God has given me to share mm-hmm. is, is a huge part of my life. But I, I really just, I probably just wanted to play drums at the time. I remember really adamantly not wanting to sing, but Joni and my parents really like saying, no, you should be singing. You should sing. You should sing. And I, maybe it was just because they told me I needed to sing that I was just like, I don't want to sing. <laughs> what a rebel. But for whatever, <laughs> for whatever reason, I really just didn't want to, just didn't want anything to do with singing. And there, there came a point where, you know, when like your auntie or your mom mm-hmm. gives you that look, that like death glare look. Yes, you know, I that's know exactly just like you. You will do this and do it now. It's almost right? like you're using the force. Star oh, Wars. totally, totally. <laughs> your body just, just like naturally like. Oh, your body is just like totally <laughs> shook. You know, you're just like, oh, I'm in trouble now. I remember there was one time where I was fighting Joni so hard, just adamantly against singing and she was just like no you'll sing you'll sing today and you'll sing now and i'm like mm. okay <laughs> okay I, oh, all right yeah but, you, um, you ain't got no choice there <laughs> right and, I, and yeah. I remember i remember looking up to these there was this other guy his name is sammy he's one of joan's nephews and i i remember getting to a point where i really just looked up to him and and i think the rest of that the rest of it is history um and and i was playing drums elsewhere too i was playing drums i played drums in high school and did the marching band thing and, and all of that. But I think singing at the 530 Mass of St. Catharines really set me off on a trajectory I- into the arms of Christ, really. Yeah, I was going to ask from from going there to where you are now, looking back, that look that they gave you, making you sing, do you think that took that made a big impact on your on your music journey? I think so. I think so, absolutely. I think sometimes when you don't have the strength to do something yourself, somebody else will instill upon you the strength to do so. Mm-hmm. I think that all comes from the Lord, for sure. For sure. And I, I think that all kind of happened at the same time as as a couple of retreats that I went on. Um, I missed my first year confirmation retreat uh, at St. Catherine's because of marching band. Oh, dude, oh. the same thing happened to me. And it actually, it changed my trajectory of my faith life, too. Really? Because I missed the confir- my first confirmation retreat because of a marching band competition. Oh. I ended up going to one of those ones, like a makeup retreat. Mm-hmm. And I met all the leaders because the leaders led that one. And it was at the youth center. And then that's how I got plugged in, like, with the entire leadership team. So if it wasn't for that, missing yeah. that drum line. Or missing, missing that the retreat, retreat for the drum line. Wait, well, I want to hear your story. Like, how so, did, yeah, how so did that change it? 
Deepu. Shout out to Deepu. Shout out um, Deepu. He told me and my friend Nick, who were both in marching band and in confirmation, that instead of going to our confirmation retreat, we had to go to RE Congress. And we had to go to this retreat called the Tahoe Retreat. Oh, oh my up, God. Up Man, Zephyr. that must have sucked. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, um, poor you guys. <laughs> but seriously, I think I think that was I think that was the pivot point for me that really led yeah. to to my very intentional walk with the Lord. Funny, I really think funny so. enough that missing a retreat led you closer to Christ. Right. But yeah. go go to your retreats. God knew. Please. Wow. And it's and it's funny too, <laughs> looking back on it, the, the theme of Youth Day that year at RE Congress was about face. And the, the icon was a U turn signal. Wait, wait, which one was it? It was called About Face. And and Are you sure it wasn't called like Facebook or something? Like some was it? I think Facebook was several years later. Because I, I I went like every year after that. I um, feel like we probably were at the same LA Youth Day. Dude. At I oh I'm trying to remember what year it was. I graduated in 2012, so like maybe it was either t- 2011, 2012, or 2010, okay. which is probably when you were going as well. Wow, dude, this is yo. <laughs> <laughs> like we were probably in the same youth day at least once. At least a couple times, I think. That's crazy. Wow. Oh my gosh. Isn't that funny. That's awesome. But I think just going to this youth day and seeing how many youth were just on fire for Christ mm. was really a thing that that not only piqued my interest but really inspired me to just say huh maybe there's more maybe there's more to this and then a couple months later going on going on the Tahoe retreat and I had a bunch of friends that went on the retreat too and and I remember being really inspired by um John Monongdo who was on the the music ministry team and Megan Megan Gluen and Bernstein now Megan Bernstein who was the music director at Holy Spirit at the time Um, and it's funny because she had just left St. Catharines when she went over to Holy Spirit and so it was like knowing some of these guys that were doing this great work was just was just so inspiring to me and and not only that but but they invited me to be involved in it and and I think it it went a long way to really to really light the fire in me to to keep doing it. So I went home from that retreat just on fire, ready to go. And I, I remember, you know, I, I think every year after that, I just keep going back again and again and again. I just went to my, let's see, was this this year's DYR, my 12th one? Ooh. Wow. It was, it's been a while. It's been a minute. So I, ha- I have a question. Was was there a pivotal moment where, I mean, you, you talked about, Joan and people in your family kind of bringing you into the church and you getting involved in music ministry. But was there a moment where like you encountered Christ like for the first time or like where it changed, like kind of was there, I mean, th- there doesn't have to be like John Monondo had shared, like sometimes it, there isn't that like one moment. Um, Sometimes it's a gradual overall, like Christ pursuing you and you're like interested in it and wanting, wanting to find more out. Well, I think I think there were plenty of moments. I don't think any of them stand out to me until I was a little older and maybe not even until I was a leader on the retreat. But I know there were plenty of moments where um, the gift within me was really affirmed and where I felt Christ's presence, but maybe not in a way that I was totally aware of at the time. But I think I think really the first time I'd ever like truly felt the spirit moving was at the Newman Center at San Jose State once I was in college. 
in like a profound way that I was totally and utterly aware of in the moment. I think there were there were small moments throughout high school that I could that I could see now were sort of God inspired, spirit filled moments. Mm. But I think I think a, a large part of and I, I think especially musically, there were a lot of moments with, with the choir at St. Catherine's that really brought me outside of myself. But I think I think the the big moments really kind of happened at the Newman Center for me, and and in, um, in tangent with leadership at the diocesan youth retreat. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I think do you, you want to hear another song, Kevin? I would love to hear another song. Okay, so th- this one this one requires a little bit of explanation, but uh, I think for me the biggest challenge with doing music. And and being aware of the gift that God's given me to share is the continual realization that it's not about me and that I shouldn't be afraid to share and receive attention for the gift that I have because I can use that attention to point the way to Christ. Mm. Right. And and I've been I've been for the last couple of months now, I've been really trying to define what that humility means to me and what humility is in my heart. Yeah. And I heard this on a podcast. I can't remember which podcast it was, but somebody said, and, and then Bishop Cantu said this at the Newman center this weekend. I just, I happened to go and Bishop Cantu was there and it was awesome. But his definition of humility was really touched a nerve for me or really touched my heart in, in, in a, in a meaningful way. He says, humility means simply to know the truth about oneself and and that's knowing the gifts that's also knowing the shortcomings right and knowing where you fall in terms of of who you are and who you're meant to be and to whom you belong because I think for a long time I had tried my best not to be prideful and it had put me in a spot where I was lulled into a sense of false humility where it was harmful to myself, right? It, it got to a point where I was self-effacing, right? Um, um, and it and it ended up getting to a point for me where it, where it was really damaging to myself, right? My my heart, and and really my willingness to share. So this song is is about humility. The song is called "More of You," um, and it's inspired by a homily um, that I had heard from a priest in I think the Sacramento Diocese. His name is Father Leatherby. And he talked about, this is in the third chapter of, of John, where St. John the Baptist and Jesus are baptizing in the River Jordan. That's just and John the Baptist's <laughs> John the Baptist's disciples come up to him and say, this guy is baptizing in the river just like you are, and people are going to him. Like, aren't you going to stop him? Um, and, I, and I wrote it down. Um, John, John says this. John answered and said, no one can receive anything except what has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I am not the Messiah, but I was sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The best man who stands and listens to him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. So this joy of mine has been made complete. He must increase. I must decrease. Hearing this homily about about humility and about pointing the way to Christ really 
had me start to dig into what humility is. And I ran into this prayer called the litany of humility. Mm-hmm. Um, it was right around Lent at the time. And I was at the Newman center and my, my, well, Robbie, Robbie Ocampo. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he recommended that I pray it for a while and I, I decided to do that for Lent and man, it just wrecked me. Dude. It just wrecked me. For those who don't know what the litany of humility is, you mind sharing just a tidbit of it? Sure. Because it is very powerful. I can, I can do that. Um, uh, it's, it's a long prayer. Yeah, so, maybe just a little bit of it. I know because Kev actually, our MSDYR formation, we had to pray that as part of our spiritual, spiritual formation. formation. Oh, man. And I made it my lock screen for a minute there. Oh, man. And yeah. it wrecked me too. Dude. <laughs> Powerful. Wrecked um, me in the best way. <laughs> so one more time for the people in the back. Um, the lit- A litany is essentially a form of, of rote prayer, right, where there's a call and a response, right? For example, there's there are a bunch of litanies for patron saints, right? Um, the ones to Our Lady are very popular. But essentially, the litany of humility is asking to be delivered of desires and fears that lead to pride. So a, an example, I have it written down, but at the beginning of the prayer is, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. And then it says, from the desire of, for example, being being honored. And the response is, deliver me, O Jesus, right? And from the fear of being despised, deliver me, O Jesus. The one that hit me super hard was the fear of being calumniated, which means to be, to be pointed out, to be um, excluded as a fake, as a phony, as somebody who's not deserving of attention. Deliver me, O Jesus. And, and for me... That's always been the fear of not being good enough, of of um, not being enough or being a fake, uh, being pointed out as as not really being deserving of any praise or any attention. The part that uh, that really hits me is when when it gets to the end, where it's love, um, that others may be loved more than I. Grant Jesus, me the grace, grant me the grace to, to desire, desire it. it. Like. Oh, those words that others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Ooh, like, man, like in those words, grant me the grace to desire it. Like, not only like, am I okay with the happening? Grant me the grace to want that to happen. Right. To want that for, to want that for the other and to want that for Christ. Yes. Like, I I, I love the last part of it is grant me, grant me. What is it? That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Can you imagine? Whoa. Can you imagine for a Ooh, second can, if can that prayer s- came true? One more time for the people in the back. The last line of the litany of humility is that others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus <sighs> grant me the grace to desire it. That's going to be on our Twitter, guys. You oh. can find it at MDDPod. Oh, <laughs> Retweet it. <laughs> Retweet it, guys. Retweet it. Oh, Woo. dude, like that's so powerful. So I, I prayed that for an entire Lent. Um, I think that was Lent 2014. And I, I remember just being wrecked and just like it just breaking open a bunch of wounds for me of just this this false humility that I'd been lulled into of you know, getting to the point where people would give me a compliment and I'd say, well, it wasn't really actually that good. Like I messed up here and I did this wrong and my tone wasn't right here. And, and I really just didn't sing it well, but thanks anyways. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and not only is that self-effacing to me, but that's almost borderline offensive to the person giving you the affirmation. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, it's essentially saying like, you know, you're wrong. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, when in reality we just need to, we need to accept the blessings that are given to us and, and we need to accept the grace given 
to us by others to recognize where that comes from. Yeah. yeah. And recognize where to, it's supposed to, to point. To recognize that Who it's supposed, it's to, supposed point. to point to. Yes. He must exactly. increase and I must exactly. decrease. Exactly. So speaking of he must increase, I must decrease. Um, I ran into this prayer called the sushi pay, a combination of, of that gospel from John of St. John the Baptist, that line, he must increase, I must decrease um, the sushi pay, um, which, which I'll just, I'll read it really quick. Yeah. Take Lord and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, O Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. I think praying wow. praying this and, and remembering some of the, the moments in adoration and in worship that we had at the Newman Center where, where I remember one time Robbie extemporaneously playing something like um, more of you and less of me more of you and less of me more of you and less of me something like that um, and I think that that term more of you and less of me has just stuck in my head all these years and I wrote this song um I think I wrote it. I wrote it last year, 2018, um, and I, I had just kind of started getting into songwriting at the time. Um, I'd written a bunch of psalms. I'd only written one other song that I'll play for you later, but uh, I think I had just really been wanting to dig more into what humility means for me. And I'd been in, in prayer, and and I'd been I'd been just kind of playing to our Lord, and and I came up with this this. Well, I'll play you the song first. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so the, the let's get into it. The song is called More of You. that I have and possess you give 
John? Dude, what? John. I can't even even know what to say. (laughs) Okay, okay. But like, wait. Okay, so I've heard you sing before. Like, okay, I've heard you. But Mm -hmm. like, that was different. That was very different. That was different, John. Like, I I, I don't have any words for that. It's popping off, bro. (laughs) Dude, popping off for Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, it, it was coming from your heart. And you can hear that. I think a- anyone who just listened to that that was different. Like it was a, it was it was a spirit of surrender. I mean talk I mean I know that was a title of John's episode but like it was a complete spirit of surrender that I felt in you singing that. Yeah. Well, thanks be to God. Thanks guys. Oh my god. Can I tell you bro, this is my favorite song that you've ever written. Thank you, man. I don't think I've ever shared that with you, but out of all the songs that you've shared with me, I think this is this is the one that I always sing in my head. Because doing ministry, uh, and m- many of us around the around the room may know this, that when we're doing ministry, we're serving, right? We're giving our whole selves to service. And people are very thankful t- for that. And they come up to you and they say, thank you for, for doing what you do, doing this and that. Um, even this podcast, right? Mm. We've gotten a mul- lot of love and support for it. Um, and sometimes it gets, I mean, we're human. It can get to our head. But this is the song. That's exactly the song that I sing to myself to make sure that I know who to point all of this to. More of you, and St. John yes. the Baptist is my patron. Mm. Um, so I think that especially means, I mean, it adds on to this song for me, but um, yeah. No, literally like, okay, so this might sound weird, but literally as you were singing that, it's funny that you say that as mm. we, we do this podcast and as, I mean, by the grace of God, some people tell us that they like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as you were singing that, I was like, this is the anthem of this podcast. Exactly. This is the anthem of why we do what we do and how we do it. Because if it was, and I've said this before and I'll s- keep saying it, but like if it was just Kevin and Anna doing it, it would have fallen flat. It would have failed. Yeah. And no one would listen. And because the spirit is leading this, because we have Mama Mary with us, because we have St. Michael the Archangel with us, we have Jesus Christ with us, we have the saints, we have all these holy people with us and for us, that's why it's succeeding. Mm. And it's because it's more of God and less of us. And I felt that in that song. Well, I think it takes, it takes a lot of meaning for me um, because I have always had a really hard time taking a compliment. End of the day, it's not about me. It's, it's about 
It's about God using me as a broken vessel Amen. to point the way to Christ. Mm. Right. And that's, that's what John the Baptist's whole message was. Right. And, and what St. Ignatius of Loyola's message, whole, the, the whole message was, mm-hmm. right, was acknowledging the gift that God has given you and acknowledging not only that gift, but that the fact that that gift was not meant for you. The gift was meant for to be shared with others. Mm. Right. There's a great song by by Jimmy Needham and, and it, it encapsulated it encapsulates this really well. Um, I'm not going to play it because I don't think we have the rights to it. <laughs> but it's 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 called The Reason I Sing, right? If I'm just to top the song charts, to feed the kids or get a bigger car, the sky's already got enough stars and they all sing your name, right? Because even accolades someday will fade away just like me. Everything is yours. And maybe years from now, it won't matter how I write the songs I did. So help me get back to the reason I sing. Um, there was a there's another phrase that I can't think of off the top of my head, but it it's such a beautiful way to make that prayer to our Lord um, of of just getting back to the heart of worship, getting back mm-hmm. to the reason we sing, the reason we share with one another, the reason why we're given these gifts in the first place um, is all to give glory to God and to share that grace that God gives us with one another. There's a prayer that I, that I've heard that I don't know who it's from. I can't accredit it to, but I think it was either a bishop or a Pope or a Cardinal. Um, but they said, Lord, use me for your will and help me not get in the way. Mm. Yes. W- one more time for the people in the back. Lord, use me to do your will and help me not get in the way. Dude. Amen. Switching pace a little bit, um, I kind of want to hear where your your musical inspirations come from. Who like who do you listen to? Who do you look oh up gosh. to in terms of the, who the musical you? world? Secular, non secular. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man! There's so many names, so many, so many people, so many things. I guess I'll start with the praise and worship guys. Big fan of Elevation Worship and the work that mm-hmm. they do. I'm a fan of Jimmy Needham. I remember the the lyric now. If I'm destined for the small stage, the small crowds, and the small pay, then maybe even in a small way, I can give you fame. Mm. That's it. Yo, flames. Um, bars. Yes, bars. <laughs> yes. But a fan of the way that Jimmy Needham writes, for sure. And we encourage fan. you guys, if you haven't heard of these these bands, these people. Please go check them out. Check them totally. out after after listening to the totally. podcast. Of course, finish, finish the podcast Finish the podcast first. and then just look up Jimmy <laughs> I have a friend who's who's doing some good stuff with Vive Worship Vive. nearby. They're I think they're based out of Palo Alto, but they just opened one in Morgan Hill, one in Rome. They're doing some great Whoa. stuff. They're it's a I think it's a non-denominational Vibe. group, but do they Vibe. have a Spotify artist page? I, be, I believe so. They just came. They just released a new album. Um, but they're based in, in October. Palo Alto. One of them I think is based out of Palo Alto. Yo, that's wild. Um, I like a lot of the stuff that um, Will Reagan and United Pursuits puts out. Mm. Um, I think just I identify with their mode of prayer in music for sure. I don't know if you've heard of these guys, but there are these guys called Two or More. Um, <laughs> they consist of them. this guy named John Minongdo and this okay. other guy named Robbie Ocampo. Their songs are made. Wait, who, you know, who I, are these people? I thought about, <laughs> no lie, I thought about starting off one of my songs um, like... Um, Thank you. 
didn't. So <laughs> you have to wait until somebody else's podcast to hear that one. Definitely. Um, Maybe the next, the next Praise and Worship Sunday. Potentially. Potentially. Perhaps. perhaps. Um, yeah, but there's, gosh, there's so many people. Um, I like some of Lauren Daigle's stuff. That's that's some good stuff. Um, she has she has a jazz background, and I I studied jazz in college, and so it was just kind of neat to see to see my worlds kind of collide there for a moment. I like some of Hillsong's stuff, but whoever wrote Seasons, uh, that's a great mm. one. It's a great one. If you guys haven't heard that one, listen to that. Especially since we're getting close to Advent. Yeah. In terms of the <laughs> non praise and worship guys, I'm a fan. I'm a big John Mayer fan. My girlfriend Annie and I geek out all the time over John Mayer. Um, shout out to Annie Bowie. I love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is she still? She's not still FaceTiming us, like, is oh, she? He like, uh, he like hi, Annie. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can we cut that part out, please? No, nope, oh, that is staying. Oh, okay. Um, it's ca- it, it was really Okay, cute. John, John really Mayer. Cute. I've been really digging um, Charlie Puth. Really? Yeah. He's an incredible, he's an incredible pianist. Um, incredible songwriter. I've just been really digging it. He's, um, part, of he's, the, he's part of the vlog squad. The vlog squad? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? David Dobrik is friends with Charlie Puth. It's no big deal. Oh. He has a disease called per- perfect pitch. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's how they introduced it in oh, the vlog. Fl- oh, perfect videos. pitch. That's so, uh, gosh, God bless those guys that have perfect pitch. He's, he says that he like, it's hard for him to like talk to people because whenever people talk to him, he'll just see music notes just yep. over their heads as, yep. as they talk. Yeah. I was just watching a video about that the other day. He's, he was talking about like songbirds outside his room when he was growing up, all having the same pitch and the same like three things that they do. And now he just, he, they're forever just ingrained in his head. And oh I'm just gosh. like, how special, but also like kind I'm of so annoying. sorry. <laughs> um, let's see. Drummers. I, Steve Jordan has always been my guy. I just love, I love all the stuff that he's done on John Mayer's albums. It's just great, great drumming. Nate Smith is another one. He plays for Wolfpack. You guys heard of Wolfpack? No. If you like funk music, look them up. They're fantastic. David Garibaldi, Steve Gadd, Jack DeJanet, uh Bill Stewart, um, and I think my dad. Um, my dad is probably one of the biggest musical inspirations in my life just because he's always been one of my biggest fans, um, along with my mom, of course. And, and, um, he's always been the one that I've been able to talk shop with and, yeah. and, um, cause he actually has the same degree that I have from San Jose state. Oh, um, that's awesome. And so we were, we've been able to talk about, about music on this deep and profound level, um, for as long as I can remember. Um, so a last. lot of a lot of the sharing, <laughs> a lot of the sharing that I've had has been thanks to him. So, you so your first instrument is drumming. Yes, obviously is the drum. Yes. You've been drumming since you were three, I believe. Yeah, I've been drumming for twenty six now. I was three when I started. Twenty three years. Twenty three years. Wow, That's a long time. That so a very long time. I have a question. So if you know, it's drumming was your first instrument. It was your hobby. Mm-hmm. It turned into your passion, mm-hmm. um, and then you got a degree in in it mm-hmm. at San Jose State. Yeah, jazz studies was the only music major that let me play drum set. So I did that one. That's amazing. Mm. And then now you, you have a, a job in music. Absolutely, yeah. And so our question is, how do you maintain your love for it all? And how does it not turn from a passion to just something I have to do? Or something that just That's work. a great question that I'm still trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. 
there are a lot of reasons why I moved from professional music to ministry. Mm. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with the conversion that I went through at the Newman Center with Annie and with Robbie and, and all those guys. Yeah. But I think a large part of the music industry that's harmful in a lot of ways, and, and for some it totally lights the fire, which is great. But for me, it, it became less of who I am and what I'm worth and more about what other people think of me for whom I've done favors lately and, and how I can get to the next gig, right? How mm-hmm. I get the next gig. And it has more to do with other, what other people think of me than what I think of me or the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it ends up really, really harmful. And I found, I found that giving myself in worship, whether at mass or in, in walking with, with people. And I, I've found a tremendous amount of consolation um, walking with the folks at St. Catharines when I was in high school, walking with the, the music ministers at Holy Spirit. Some of those teens, man, are just incredible. There's something about that place and the relationship with those guys that really just feeds me, mm. um, that really just brings me an incredible amount of joy. And I, I couldn't thank them more for that. And it, it's been really exciting to watch them grow and to watch the fire be lit under them to really like sink their teeth into it. Yeah. Um, it's been really, really cool to see, and I'm I'm excited to continue to journey with them on that. Yeah, um, well, it definitely seems like you you found the the intersection of like maintaining your love and passion for it, and also like, I mean, again, like I mean, it's it's, it's your career, but it's more than that because it's ministry, and I think we can all attest to that. Working in ministry, like career, doesn't begin to explain our job, like because right. it's it's so much more than that. Well, the, the way that I look at it is is that the church gives us a wonderful ability to invest literally everything that we have in what we do and they help us to live our lives as as a as as payment for that Mm. as compensation for that um we do have one last question before i think we get into one last song definitely um so how would you encourage a music minister someone maybe they're just getting started um at whatever age, I mean, they don't have to be necessarily young. How would you encourage a music minister to lead others to Christ through their music? I mean, what's the difference between performing and leading worship? I know you lead a lot of a lot of choirs at Holy Spirit. You do a lot of masses. And how do you encourage your music ministers to, to not perform, but really to lead and to worship? But I think it has to do with intentionality. Mm. Uh, it, it, has, it has to do kind of like the... You've heard the analogy of the the oxygen mask in the airplane, right? Yeah. You can't possibly help someone else if you're not receiving oxygen yourself, right? If you're not being fed yourself, you can't possibly serve someone else, right? You have to to give out of your excess, right? Um, To go back to Father Brendan's analogy of the the broken vessel, right? You have to constantly be close enough to the source that you can fill yourself up time and time again before you empty yourself out again. Um, and I think serving in a capacity of, of putting yourself in front of people, um, of sharing your story, of giving of your gifts, whatever those gifts are, doesn't have to be music, requires a relationship with Christ, a constant and consistent one. It requires a reliance on the Spirit to flow through you. And it requires that constant intentionality of prayer, mm. of, of prayer through what you do, praying unceasingly. I think I think a lot of it has to do with that intentionality, that desire for holiness, and that desire to 
share Christ with others. And I think for, for aspiring musicians, I think the, the important part isn't so much, at end of the day, we all have the instrument we have, right? And I think the using of that gift, the way you approach the using of that gift is the important part. I, I think it's, it's really easy to give in to having that desire to be in front of people, to strut your stuff and show what you've got and, and, and in hopes of, of getting that feedback, that affirmation, right? That appraisal. Um, that, that praise, yeah. yeah. And actually, that's, that's funny because there's a, I, I was just listening to an interview that Lauren Daigle did. Um, they might still be on her Instagram story. Um, but she says, if you accept or receive the praise of man, you also accept the criticism of man. Mm. right mm. and and the criticism of man and that that need for acceptance of man is what will take you away from Christ in your ministry wow. right so that f- constant and consistent focus upward toward Christ to fill you up is is of the utmost importance mm. um so i think i think uh, of course the the facility needs to be there right the love for music needs to be there um you need to be able to form a sentence before you can speak to someone right so the practice the the technique is so important but i think in terms of serving the technique and the ability is not as important as the intentionality behind it beautiful (laughs) (laughs) so uh with that do you want to maybe do a quick intro of your last song and then i think we're gonna probably dance to this last song (laughs) i'll I'll talk a little bit about about stand by me um before we get into it um so this was this song was written intention. This was the first song I had written that wasn't a psalm. And it's a banger. I I guess. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks be to God. It's it's uh, it's spoken to people, and that's and I think that's a great thing and a great blessing. And and I'm grateful that the Spirit has moved through it in the way that it has. And I really wasn't sure that it was going to, but I. I was on the planning team for, for DYR 2018. Uh, the theme of the retreat was Stand By Me, which mm. is why the song is named Stand By Me. And the I, and I actually went back today, earlier today, and I looked up the readings because I couldn't remember why I had chosen the words that I had chosen or why Psalm 32 was speaking to me, which the verses are, are pretty much straight out of Psalm 32, mm-hmm. or Psalm 23, pardon me, because I because words um <laughs> but the the theme of the retreat I, I i think i took i took ideas from the first reading of the retreat the first reading that inspired the theme of the first day of the retreat and the fifth day which became the the, the theme for the entire day for the entire week pardon and and one of them was from deuteronomy 31 it says be strong and bold have no fear or dread of them because it is the lord your god who goes with you he will not fail you. He will not forsake you. Um, so that was the theme of our entire retreat, of our retreat, Stand By Me. And and day one, the theme was companionship for that day, right? We went through companionship, trust, vulnerability, commitment, and confidence and courage, right? Those are the, the five themes for the five days of the retreat. And the first, the first day was from Ecclesiastes. It says, two are better than one. Um, they get a good wage for their toil. If one falls, the other will help the fallen one. But woe to the solitary one. If that one should fall, there is no other to help. Right? So I think that one, that, that really inspired the bridge of the song. Um, and you guys, will, you guys will get a chance to hear that a little bit. All right, here's Stand By Me. One, 
two, one, two, let's party. By still waters you lead me. By rock paths you guide me. Though I walk through the valley, with me by still waters you lead me by rock paths you guide me though I walk through the valley I know that you are with me and when my life is shaking Silence when I'm feeling all alone. I'll stand by you as you stand by me. Stand by me through the trials. Stand by me through the storm. Stand by me when I'm tired. Don't feel you anymore. Stand by me in the silence when I'm feeling all alone. I'll stand by you as you stand by me. I, that song always like, I don't know. It's just, it reminds me of the body of Christ. It reminds me of coming together as community and just like praising God to the fullest, mm-hmm. dancing, 
Um, and dude, I it's a party. It's a it's a Catholic party with that one. Amazing and thank so. you for for being a guest on this podcast. Um, do you want to plug anything? Any upcoming events or your Instagram? How can oh people gosh. connect with you if they want to? You guys, I just started an artist Instagram. What? Yes. Yes. Um, some of my teens at Holy Spirit. Shout out to the teens at Holy Spirit. Um, they dared me to start it to get the handle the John Kellett because that's what they call me. They call me the Ooh. John Kellett, um, which is it. It feels weird to be totally honest. But <laughs> it's endearing, and I love those kids. So it's the John it's, Kellett. So it is what it follow is, John at the John Kellett. That's two L's and two T's. Yep. My personal one is is also at John Kellett. But okay. the John so Kellett is Start posting stuff. I I haven't posted anything yet, but. Maybe you'll see some stuff up there soon. So to bring back the listener testimonies, um, which if you guys have one, Kevin's about to read one. But if you guys have a listener testimony, um, it doesn't have to be something that's happening in your life now. It could be in the past. Um, we want to hear. We want to hear God's work in your life. So it's the link in our Instagram bio. But this week we have a, a testimony. Yeah, we have a great one here. And I'll get right to it. So it says, Dear Anna and Kevin, you two are such a blessing in my life. Thank you for your work and your dedication to this podcast. I truly look forward to listening every Sunday when I'm at the gym. This past year of my life had been a very hard one for me. I recently moved out of college, leaving behind my friends, family, and my home church. And trying to find that new community has been a challenge. I struggled immensely with my mental and physical health. I found myself isolating myself in my apartment. I wasn't eating. I lost around 40 pounds. And I turned to alcohol to try to numb myself and I found myself entertaining dark thoughts that would occupy my mind. I lost grip of my faith. But it was through an encounter with a random student on campus that showed me where God was in the midst of all my suffering and struggle. I opened up to my classmate, and I was vulnerable, and she told me that on the days, weeks, months, years, when it feels like the devil is trying to tempt you and drag you down and rip apart your spirit, it is because the evil one sees the potential you have as a soldier of God. He wants to discourage you from finding your place in your spiritual journey. He's scared of how strong you will become. The devil fears you becoming the disciple of Christ that we all can be. That realization changed my life. I still find myself struggling with my mental health at times, but now I found a community of Catholics where I live now who I can depend on. I truly wake up every day now in awe of the power of Christ and the love he has for all of us. I'm happy to be alive. Thank you again for all you do. Just know that you have fans down here in SoCal who support and love you guys. Hashtag going global. A billion blessings to you. Yours truly, Trent Geronimo. Dude, that, that pierced my heart when I read that. It did. No, it's just Trent down there. Thank you for listening. Really. No, dude, thank Trent you for Grant. that. Yes. Trent and Grant down there. Shout out to you guys. Thank, Thank you, you s- for the ongoing support. Um, it's meant the world. I feel like you guys have been supporting us from the beginning and really it has meant a lot. And thank you for your vulnerability. I know that that must have not been easy to, to write knowing that we were going to read it on this podcast, but uh, thank you so much for that message. And I'm sure that it's resonating with someone else out there too. Absolutely. And so, yeah, no, thank you. And I, I especially like the part that you said that times of trial it's because the devil knows that god is forming us for greater exactly thank you for tuning into our podcast this has been modern day disciples make sure to like and subscribe follow us on instagram at mdd podcast you can follow us on twitter at mdd pod happy sunday and get your booty to to church. church
Bye. Guys, why aren't you gone already? Oh, you're still here? You're still here. What are you doing? For real, go to church. Go home. Go somewhere other than here. Okay, bye. Bye.